The podcast you're about to hear was recorded through blab.im. There were some audio issues and we tried to fix them as best as we could. We hope you enjoy the show. the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julian. Hello and welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight. My name is Julian and I'll be your podcast host as we discover Texas artists and musicians. This podcast is recorded live via streaming video on blab.im. Today's spotlight artist is from San Antonio, Texas. She is the 2009 Indie Artist of the Month Americana Music Times, the winner of the fourth annual TMC Music Video Showcase, 2010 winner number one Artists Our Stage Texas Lilith Fair Competition, 2010 Southwest Regional Finalist Mountain Stage New Song Contest, 2011 Texas Music Coalition Artist of the Year, 2013 Semifinalist Songwriter Serenade, 2013 Showcase Artist, Southwest Regional Folk Alliance, 2014 Independent Music Award winner, Folk Singer Songwriter Song. <laughs> Please welcome to the spotlight, Laura Marie. Laura. <laughs> Laura, welcome to the show and thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thanks for having me. Anything for my old buddy, my old pal. <laughs> That's a lot of award stuff you got there. Well, I, you just have to keep entering stuff. But the more you enter, <laughs> the more you get. <laughs> just keep entering. Exactly. Just keep going. It's good for the resume. So I wanted to start. <laughs> exactly. So I want to start off with a song here. And I believe, uh, tell me about the first song you're going to do. Okay. This song is um, off of the new record um, that is coming out in 2016. Although if you are a subscriber, you can already download it now. Um, and it's a song called Honest that I wrote in 2012. And it's about being honest. I don't speak in code anymore Guess I've learned that it's best to be perfectly clear At least I think it might spare me the pain of reliving this year And not that I haven't seen beautiful things some that I needed to see I just don't want my life to be One lesson learned on repeat Just like all of these songs that I sing Some I've been singing for years Just like some of the words that you say Still ring in my ears When you call me honest Said that made me dangerous. If that means you're safer, further from the truth, then it's good to be nothing but honest to you. Searching for all of the truth I can find Guess I finally learned that I found When I've spoken mine And I know I've lied like the best of them Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I'm clean 
I just can't take account of the life that comes with deceit. Just like all of these songs that I sing, some I've been singing for years. Just like some of the words that you said still ring in my ears. You called me honest, that made me dangerous. That means you're safer further from the truth. Then it's good to be nothing but honest to you. In the absence of words, the maybe we're listening. same way before cause everything got in the way the minute you walk through the door it was all leading up to the day when you call me on it said that made me dangerous did that mean to safer further from the truth, then it's good to be nothing. It's good to be nothing. But honest to you. Thank you. Awesome. How does it sound? I got awesome. a little bit of feedback in my really ear. really good. Okay. No, no, no. It sounds really good. I think it was, I think it was my, my headphones. I was like, what mm. happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds fine. You know, I've I always said, uh, I've always, yeah, she's here. I see Margaret too. Hi, Hello to everyone in the chat, chat room here on Blab.im. You know, I've always thought in listening to music, you, your, your melodies are, are really haunting. You know, they, they have a nice tone to them. Uh, what it, what inspire when you write a song? What inspires you? Is it people? Uh, is it something in something in your life? Is what it would? Yeah, oh yeah, it's feelings. It's whatever I'm feeling at the time. So like I've written songs when I've just been really angry beyond belief. Um, I've been I've written songs when I've just been heartbroken, you know, or just I I just I have. You know, my husband's this really even keeled person and I'm this kind of person that goes like this all over the place. Like I'm all you know, either real low or real high sort of thing. Okay. And, um. And that's when I'm writing, you know, because I, I am either in this like kind of down state and I'm writing about that or I'm, you know, real happy and in love with the world and I'm writing about all that. So just just, yeah, pretty much. Where do you where do you think your, your best songs come out of? I'm like, like, <laughs> Which the, the really happy ones or the really dark ones? <laughs> oh, you know, I don't know. It's I, like right now, some of my favorite songs off of the new album, I would say, come from. um Oh man, you know, uh, just thoughtfulness, just really thinking about things that have happened in my life. And like, you know, when you get a certain amount of perspective, because, you know, when you're feeling, when I write songs and it's about what I'm feeling at that moment, that's one thing. Right. But, and there are the songs that you write when you have perspective and you look back and you go, oh, wow, this is, 
this is a big deal, you know, in my life. And um, right. so, so yeah, that kind of, that's, I guess, I guess what some perspective are, are, I think better songs, but sometimes the emotional ones that are just boom like that. Sometimes those are yeah. pretty fun. Now as an, <laughs> as, as an artist, uh, you know, as an artist who, who influences you uh, or even as a kid, who, who did you listen to growing up? Who did I listen to growing up? Um, well, growing up, like in, in our house, there was always a lot of James Taylor and Carol King and, you know, uh, people like that. Um, Beatles, I had like my, my aunt had a, was a big Beatles fan and she had a bunch of, a collection of 45s that she gave to me when I was younger. And so I just had oh. all these, you know, Fleetwood Mac to my uncle and bought me this Fleetwood Mac album. He got me Fleetwood Mac because that's what I wanted. And then he got me Kim Carnes. And I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, so I had these two big albums. Um, and then when I when I started really picking my own music, it was a lot of uh, the police and uh, Sting and yeah. uh, people like that. Now it's, you know, uh, who do I listen to now? I listen to, I listen to a lot of stuff that I used to listen to. I listen to like Joni Mitchell and Sting and... Um, I got really into Duncan Sheik and then one of his really? friends, uh, uh, David Poe, and I'm really into his music. And um, and I got connected to, to David via, um, I was in Duncan Sheik's fan club. <laughs> and David <laughs> Poe used to be in a band with him. And they, were, they were friends and they wrote together. You know, they do writing, they uh, do stuff like that. Did, so Did you get the t-shirt? Did you get the Duncan Sheik? I didn't have the t-shirt, but I did go to his concert and I had a big sign. I had a big sign that said, I'm, I'm a genius, which number is one like fan. A, yeah, no, it said I'm a genius, which is a line from one of his songs. And um, he saw it and he was like, ah, oh, that's funny. Yeah, he did. And I actually got to meet him. And it's hilarious, too, because I, I have it someplace in this room. Um, uh, I had him sign a CD for me. And he thought uh -huh. I said my name was Flora. So it says, you know, thank you, Flora, on it. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's even better. The Flora. I don't know who that is, but close enough. It's nice. <laughs> Still a big fan. <laughs> He was a nice guy. It seemed like I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. Don't know him that one. <laughs> no, I I know you play guitar, and I want to ask you how how your playing influences influences your writing. Um, it it you know it limits my writing. I think um, I, I had a, I've always been had the benefit of having like really been associated with really good guitar players. Um, as right. they were in my band before when I had the band and stuff like that. So it was never, the pressure was never on me uh, until I went solo, which is terrifying. But like, I ended up really just writing around whatever rhythm I could play, whatever chords, because I never studied guitar. I mean, I did, I ended up taking lessons, um, which was good, but I never, you know, considered myself a guitar player. Um, I just, you know, I would hear something and I would go, okay, that sounds good. Um, you know, I have a degree in music, but I don't think... I'm not, I don't think I like a guitar player at all. I, I uh, Mac Damon, my producer of this last album, he oh, and several albums actually. Um, you know, he would always call, say just chicken leg, like you know that that line from a uh, turkey leg, not chicken leg, from Friends, where Phoebe plays a guitar and says like, "What's that? This is turkey." Leg. He'd right. say that because I I have no idea what chord I'm playing. I just it sounds like this, and it goes. If I could sit, I could sit there and figure it out. I mean, I have a background in music, but. Um, as far as guitar went, I'm like, I, I look at the, the fretboard and go, I don't know. I just know my fingers go here. And <laughs> I mean, I know, you know, I know the major chords and all that other stuff, but you start getting into these inversions and stuff like that. I'm like, and then the, just, you know, the rhythms that I would come across that I like, okay, I like the way that sounds and this sounds. And I, I mean, I think a, a lot of people say, you know, that no, like 
there's there's some Duncan Sheik influence in some of the because I like seriously I'd watch his videos and I'm like what's he playing there I don't know what that chord is but I, okay it's this one where he's kind of shooting the finger okay that one yeah I'm gonna play that chord and seriously that actually happened. You're listening to the Texas Music Spotlight podcast at TexasMusicSpotlight.com. So getting get into social media, I know for you, you you've actually done talks on social media, correct? What what's the what's for you, oh, how yeah. social media well, and in, in, in your music? Um how do you well, use like, you know, how important yeah, is it? Yeah, I it was it was I, it still is. It, I mean I think for any independent artist, uh social media is like you you have to uh take part to some extent. For me, I think um it was the only way I really could at the very beginning because I, I had uh, right when I went solo, um, when my band broke up and I was going to start, you know, doing my own thing. I also was pregnant and I didn't really want to be out performing or traveling or anything like that. So my outlet was um, through social media. I also had some intense phobias. So I, I suffered with, from depression um, after my son was born and and had a lot of issues with that. So leaving the house a lot was very stressful for me. Um, so the way I could sort of reach out to people and let them know what I was doing was through social media. And so I got really involved, a, a little bit obsessed with it. And um, and then I began helping other musicians figure out how to, because it was right when everything started, right when Facebook started and right. Twitter and all that other stuff. And I was on there trying to figure everything out and noticed, you know, what people were doing or what the, you know, what was working, what wasn't working. And I was able to, you know, work with other musicians and help them sort of navigate it because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a, a lot of things to learn back then. I, I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit out of touch with all the new stuff that's going on now, just because this last year, especially I really was concentrating on writing the last couple of years, really just focused on writing and, and performing and that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, social media, I, I, there's so many people that, and so many opportunities I've had just, through social media. I wouldn't have had them any other way if I hadn't have met somebody online. I mean, I have two people here, um, you know, Thomas and uh, Chris, both, you know, different parts, you know, away, not in Texas. And I would have never met them or, or you know, they would have never known about m my music if it hadn't been for the right. social media. So talk about the new project you're working on. Yeah, it's a new, I have a new record coming out in 2016. It's called Stars Apart. And, um, uh, it's actually available now for download for a subscriber. So I have a subscription service where uh, you can go to my website and there's information on the front page about that, or you can go directly to laramarie.com. Um, but it's a collection of songs and um, that I'm really proud of. Just some songs that I wrote some time ago, some songs that I wrote very recently and uh, recorded with Mac Damon here in San Antonio. And then um so like I was saying before, with the subscription service, I, I sort of changed things up this time. And if you uh, become a subscriber, you get the download now, plus three back catalog CDs. So the season and uh, last of the ones and drawn all downloads of those if you don't have them already. And then I also have a number of songs that I put out, you know, from time to time. Uh, I was trying to do it once a month or once every other month to put out a new song uh, for download. And if you're a subscriber, you get that stuff as well. Didn't you do a project where you're doing like a song a week or a song a month, something like that? Yeah, I did two and a half of those. I did, I did, 2012 is when I started doing a song a week. Um, it was a self-directed song a week project. And um, yeah, I did that and that was fun. And, and most of my songs on the season came from that project. 
And then in 2013, I was invited to participate with a group of songwriters who were doing the same thing. So I did that for 2013, I think, or was that 14? No, I think that was 13. No, yeah, it was 14 because 13, I was recording the season. Um, and then I started this year, the beginning with the second, I mean, a third song a week project. And then I got really sick. Um, and so I had to take some time off of that. And then when I got done, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do it every week. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a little break. But uh, right now I am planning on being a part of a group uh, here in San Antonio that is doing, um, they're doing a song a week also, but they, I'm hearing they might switch just two songs a month. And I think I might participate in that because it's a sweet group of songwriters that I really respect. So the person who invited me into the group was Butch Morgan. Um, he's a, a songwriter. Actually, I think he's from Divine, Texas, but he, he plays in San Antonio quite a bit. And he's well known around, uh, you know, the folk singer songwriters and um, amazing guitarist and songwriter. He's just pretty brilliant. And I uh, enjoy his work and I've seen him in a lot of folk conferences and um he invited me to be part of this group. And so it's just, you know, we meet at, at a house and everybody shares their song of the week. I have not been able to participate in the last month or so. So I'm hoping to get back into it in December. I mean, in January. Well, speak, this is December. Speaking of San Antonio, what's your opinion of the, the San Antonio music scene? Ah, what is my opinion? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> it fluctuates. I mean, I actually, I'm not playing that often in San Antonio right now. Um, it's, you know, it can be tough because I don't think the San Antonio audiences are accustomed well citizens are really accustomed to just going and sitting and listening and my songs my music is more right. like you know listening type music um and as opposed to let's go to the bar and have fun to right, you know right. you singing about honesty in your heart you know that sort of thing so i i in san antonio i play a lot of restaurants and things like that which is which is good it's cool you know i like wine bars restaurants coffee shops that sort of thing that's always fun and intimate and um and I've been really lucky to have really great gigs and really great venue owners. Um, and occasionally I get to play a really nice stage with lights and all that other stuff from time to time, which is fun. But, um, you know, I think sometimes it can be hit or miss with audiences because, um, you know, that's just the way it is in San Antonio. <laughs> I don't think they, they know that, you know, I mean, lately it seems like there's some, been some venues closing down, but now there's more yeah. venues popping up. So you just never know what's going to happen. It's, like the weather here and the construction, everything changes well, all the time. Well, yeah, the, the scene is, is so diverse as far as f for things like you do and then the cover bands. And it just, it, it's, it's so eclectic with what type of music you can hear in San Antonio. Yeah. It's just finding that, finding that place where you want to go and enjoy, you know. Well, and it's encouraging people to go out and spend their time doing that as well, you know, um, because I mean, sometimes, you know, that could be hit or miss as well, but, uh, but like I said, I think I've been really lucky to just have the shows that I have and the fun. You know, well, my, fun. my there's a, there's a question in the chat room that says, "What is your best live experience?" My best live experience was one of my scariest. And at the time, I wasn't, I didn't feel like the best at all. It was, um, I was uh, selected as a showcasing artist for the Southwest Regional Folk Alliance, and you know, I played in front of, you know, a large group of people before, but th this was a large group of musicians and most of whom were songwriters and uh, most of whom were amazing musicians and, you know, on their own. And I, and it was terrifying, you know, to stand up there and, and play some of these songs, some of my songs in front of them. I had to do three songs. Um, 
And I, I was doing a, a song called Stay With Me. And I got to the the chorus and everybody in the room started singing like in three-part harmony and I could have just died. It was the most beautiful thing. Um, and I noticed, because I remember right before I went on, I looked at my husband, I was like, can I go home now? I'm, so, I'm just like terrified to play in front of these people, you know? Um, Cause it's like, they all, they all know, they know every little thing you do, if it's right or it's wrong. And it's just, you know, they're right. staring at you. Um, that sort of thing. But it was just such a gratifying experience. And I just remember being, blown away by hearing everybody just pick up that chorus and just start singing it. And it was, it was beautiful. It was really awesome. Well, along those lines too, what is your most embarrassing moment? Cause I know I've had a, I've had a few, I've fallen on stage and fallen oh, off of a stage. Don't jinx me, Julian. <laughs> I'm not saying you were, I'm just saying I have. <laughs> I know, but you're just putting it in my head. Um, <laughs> oh, I will tell you my most embarrassing was when I was with a band and we had a CD release party and there are musicians who were there who remember this and had, will not let me forget it. Um, I was upset. Uh, two of my bandmates were fighting. Um, of course. Yeah. It, we get on stage and I had, I don't really drink, <laughs> but I had a few drinks. <laughs> and so show, show them your cup. Show them your oh, cup. No, this, no, this is my husband's cup, but this is, has water in it. I promise you. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so the, the bass, the guitarist got down off the stage, sat down in the audience and refused to play because he was mad because he couldn't hear himself. And then the bass player yelled at him from the stage. And then by the time it was all over, I was crying in the bathroom on the phone with my producer, crying, drunk. <laughs> that was like the worst experience ever. Uh, yeah. And I don't remember who I ran into that just goes, oh, yay. Hey, I remember your CD release party. I was like, shut up. I don't want to hear about it. Okay, Laura, we've come to the part of the show that I like to call the Texas Two-Step. It's two questions that have nothing to do with music that were written by my son. So here's the first question. What is your favorite Jim Carrey movie? Jim Carrey? How does he know I like Jim Carrey? Um, uh, what is it? Spotless Sunshine of the Eternal Mind is my favorite, I think. No, it's not. It's the other movie. Oh, what is it? He plays... Um, I can't remember the name of the movie, but I saw it on a plane once. And it was, I love you. I love you. So, yes, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That would be my second one. There's another one. It's, it's I love you, Philip Morris. That is my favorite Jim Carrey movie. It's he plays a completely different character than he's ever played before. The story is is funny and it's just a, a cool and interesting based on a true story. So it's like, uh, yeah, I love you, Philip Morris. That's my favorite Jim Carrey movie I have today. And the second question is, what's a talent of yours that not many people know about? A talent that may some people, I don't know. Let me think. Um, I don't know if it's a talent. There's a couple things, I guess. I don't know. Uh, um, I can wiggle my ears. But besides that, <laughs> it's not really a talent, but I've gotten into hitting things. So I, I now punch, I do kickboxing. So I now hit things oh, cool. a lot harder than I used to. So that's that's my what? new talent, hitting, hitting <laughs> things. <laughs> It's fun. You, you never know when you you never know when you have to use it, right? You never know, and there are probably instances where I, it would have been a good idea. Uh, you know, playing those late night shows, you just people come up to you. It's weird. Punching's yeah. not 
Hi, Paul. We got Paul. Yeah, Paul joining in here. There he is. Is he? Still, is he join? Oh, he's still joining. Still there he goes. Hey, Paul. Oh, there you are. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Oh, I can't hear you. Yeah, I got no audio, Paul. Oh, there you go. Oh, there it is. Where are you? Can you hear me? There. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. You have a question, you have a question for Laura? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm over in the UK. I've bought a couple of your albums. Oh, thank um, you. I was interested in um, the Morrissey track that you did. Oh, yeah. I was surprised that you uh, like Morrissey. I do like Morrissey. Um, yeah. yeah, I I um, picked that song because I had this roommate that I lived with for a while, and I went through a lot of drama with her. But that was that song. We would play it and dance around the apartment all the time to this song, and um, it just I love that song. So I think. We were thinking about like, can we put a cover on here? I'm like, you know, I just want to do this song. And then I felt horrible afterwards because I thought, oh, man, I hope he never hears that I did this song. He'll probably hate my version of it, like completely. I don't ever want to know, you know, um, that's fine. Sometimes I'm just kind of like, what, what? You know, my producer and I will look at each other like, why did we decide to do that? I'm like, I don't know. It's just something that I really wanted to do back in college or whatever. And, um, but yeah, I, I like Morrissey. I do. Um Oh, it was a good version. Oh, thank you. you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thanks for calling in too. That's awesome. All the way yes. from the UK. Yeah, great. Awesome. I have a friend. I have a friend in the UK named Nick Hinton. He's a composer and a songwriter, Nick Hinton. And he's know. just, you know, yeah, he's, he's awesome. I love him to death. So he's a, a, a really great uh, guy. I mean, I love his work. So hope we did a song together. Was it last year? And I, I'm, he just came came out with a new song uh, recently and some new work, so he's just tearing it up over there. Awesome, thank Good you. Stuff. Well, keep the music coming. Thank you, thank I you, will. Paul. I appreciate it. Bye. Laura, tell me about the last song you're gonna do for us. Uh, well, am I? Which one am I doing? Because you wanted me to do. Do you want me to do that? Go ahead one? and do Bila. <laughs> no, okay, do, I'll do, do Bila. the one you were gonna do initially. All right. I'm going to have to tune up a little bit here, um, but I'll tell you about it. This song I wrote, I don't even remember when I wrote this, but um, I ended up including it on the new album, an acoustic version of it, like kind of what I'm doing here. And this song has become really important to me recently. Um, I get very, very, I'm sure as many people do, I get very, very affected by things that are happening in the world, things that are happening um that are just horrific. And um, when I was growing up, there was a songwriter who wrote a song uh, based on the prayer of St. Francis. And I thought it was an amazing song, beautiful song. And I said to myself, I will always want, want to do a song like that based on the prayer of St. Francis. And so this is uh, this based on the prayer of St. Francis. It's called Be Love. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. I see you every day In person or in pictures Your eyes always the same Asking me to lend a hand Will you fall deeper and deeper And I'm frozen where I stand And I don't want to be Cause when I see you cry I cry 
Cause aren't your tears the same as mine? Can you hear me sing? I want the words to reach your ears and may they bring you back to life. Where there is injury, poverty, dying and despair, then let me be loved. Where there is darkness, sadness, hopelessness, wickedness and hatred, let me be loved. Let me be loved. Sometimes we feel beaten by the world that gets colder than we think. It should we push further and further away? But a million stars that shine far by day shine brighter the darker the night. I want to be that light where there is injury, poverty, dying, and despair. Then let me be loved. Where there is darkness, sadness, hopelessness, wickedness, and hatred, let me be loved. Where there is injury, poverty, dying, and despair, then let me be loved. Where there is darkness, sadness, hopelessness, wickedness, and hatred, let me be loved. Let me be loved. Let me be loved. Beautiful. Thank you. That's Laura Marie. You can find her on Laura Marie, Music.com. You can download her albums. You can join her subscription service that she has going on. Uh, we've come to the end of the show. I want to thank you. Thank you to everyone here on the blab.im and everyone listening to the podcast. And most importantly, thank you, Ms. R. Marie, for sharing thank your you. time and your music. Is there anything you want to add? Stop wars. Stop wars. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> I wanted to add. Um, and I, I will awesome. answer. I see some questions that I will answer in the chat room if I can still yeah. do that. So I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. So let me just. We'll finish up here, and you can you can stick around and talk to them, and, and uh, the recording will be done. My name is Julian, and this has been the Texas Music Spotlight. Thank you, Julian. Thank you for listening to the Texas Music Spotlight podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, texasmusicspotlight.com, to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings. Until next time. Please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown. Mm-hmm.